0: Welcome to SLP Happy Hour. We are a podcast for SLPs with big hearts who are looking for ways to improve the lives of ourselves and the humans we work with. Welcome and thank you for listening in. Let's learn together as we discuss tips and tricks, advice, easy lessons, and how to manage our work lives in a profession full of ups and downs. I'm Sarah.
1: And I'm Sari. We've got an exciting bonus episode for you this month, a quick and informative self-care interview with one of our favorite SLPs. This episode, we've got a 10-minute interview with Shannon Werbeckis of Speechy Musings. So let's make it happen. Welcome, Shannon. Hi. So we did this with you last time because this is actually Shannon's second time being interviewed by SLP Happy Hour, but we always start out with a lightning round of questions. Are you up for that again?
2: I'm ready. Okay,
1: so some of these might be a little sillier than they were last time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. We like that.
2: I'm looking forward to it.
1: (laughs) Okay, so first up, if you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why?
2: Hmm, I think I'd have to go with Minnie Mouse. I don't know if that's a weird answer, but just because I found pictures of me wearing decked out Minnie Mouse everything recently and remembered how much I was obsessed with Minnie Mouse, so... I'm gonna go with Minnie Enjoy. Mouse.
0: I love Minnie Mouse, and I actually <laughs> met my best friend because we had a red Minnie Mouse like puffy coat the first day of kindergarten. Yes. and we are puffy still coats. best friends. <laughs> so precious.
1: That's so awesome. <laughs> um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
2: Probably South Africa. Did you just get? Back I loved from it there. there? Yeah. I did like four five months ago, but it was amazing. It's just beautiful. It's adventurous. It was fun.
1: If you could eliminate one thing in your daily routine, what would it be and why? That's so
2: good. That is a good one. Uh, Mine for sure is cooking or meal prep. Ah. (laughs) If I could just like get rid of that, it would really make my day. I really am not a good chef or cook and I burn everything, but my husband's (laughs) worse. So it has to, it has to be me.
1: (laughs) I'm right there with you. I feel you. (laughs) All right. One last one. Would you rather live in the ocean or live on the moon? And why?
2: For sure the ocean. Part of the reason I'm obsessed with South Africa is it's by the ocean. Since I've been little, I've been obsessed with whales, dolphins, and sharks. So for sure in the ocean. The high school placement test I took for career placement actually said I should be a marine biologist. So I think I got it in me.
0: (laughs) So... You aren't a marine biologist, but you are an SLP, so tell me a little bit about (laughs) uh, your journey to become an SLP and um, how you got to where you are today and what you do.
2: Yeah, so um, I started undergrad at the University of Wisconsin-Madison as an elementary education major. Um, The first summer there, I worked in a daycare, and I did the school-age field trips, Um, so I had 15 kids. I drove it like a 16 passenger van with all of them in it. And we did, you know, educational programming. And I was like, this is so many kids. I need smaller groups. I just got, I just thought the classroom environment wasn't maybe what I wanted to do. And I always wanted to work with kids. So, um, then I switched to either rehab psych or speech and kind of teetered until my last year finally decided speech. Um for grad school, I moved from Wisconsin to a small school um, in Virginia. Um, I started a blog just to keep myself busy. It was my first time living away from home, um, and I really cannot sit still <laughs> at all. Um, so that's like how it all started, which is crazy. And then it's, since then, it's just grown and grown. Um, professionally, after grad school, my first job was at an outpatient clinic. Um, I loved it, but it was really all encompassing for me. So I wanted to switch to maybe hours that weren't so overwhelming. I didn't want to get home at 730. Um so I switched to contract work in the schools and then was so lucky and got a full-time position in an amazing school district that I'm now working part-time with. Um so part-time I'm in the schools and then part-time I'm doing my business, speechy musings. <sighs>
0: Which, That's kind of a long winded. No, um, <laughs> I love I love if if I'm asking someone like their history, kind of the longer the better, because all those details are so <laughs> mm-hmm. fascinating. So yeah. now that you're doing some part-time schoolwork, tell me a little bit about just in your life in general, what's keeping you busy lately, and then what's one goal yeah. you're working on or a project you're working on lately.
2: So professionally, um, for my business right now, I'm working on a resource that Um, incorporates high-frequency functional words for articulation. Um, Lots of my students have low vocabulary, so a lot of the words in books weren't working very well. Um, We spent half the time just explaining what they were. (laughs) Um, So I'm working on that a ton. Personally, we're renovating our house right now. So that has been... Almost every single thing I'm thinking about during my whole life is is uh, room layout style. We're reorganizing our whole house. We're making rooms different than they were before. Um, and we have like a whole crew of people here every day. So wow. that's been occupying a huge amount of my, my mental resources lately. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's hard to go to work and then come home at the end of the day and have your home in a state of yeah. chaos.
2: <laughs> it is. We like... <laughs> sit in this tiny we have like a five by five little box in our living room that's like basically not moved furniture and we just we just all hunker I mean, down it's in this like little your kitchen tiny table
0: space. and your tv tray yeah and- well our kitchen
2: table got converted into my home office because oh, I work from home three days a week so <laughs> I took over the dining room and then our living room has like a tiny bit of space every other room is claimed so okay. it's It's chaos, but it looks really good so far. So it's going to be worth it. I
1: hope that that process (laughs) is over quickly for you.
2: Me too. I think we're on the tail end.
1: So our next question is uh, related to one of our popular podcast segments, which is all about the lazy lesson. And we were (laughs) hoping that maybe you would share a lazy lesson with our listeners um, that you've used in your speech room.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, One of my favorite things to do, and I haven't planned anything, is to take a picture book and run to the teacher's lounge and photocopy the pictures out of it. Um, And I can do like all of them in a book or just a bunch of random ones. Um, You can have them put like the pictures in order. Um, I like to line up all my students and they each hold a picture and then they have to tell the story of, so it's almost like a wordless picture book Mm -hmm. style where they have to make up the story and then the next student in line has to continue the story using their picture and so on. But you can also circle things in the pictures and make inferences about them. You can find... Things with you know articulation sounds in them. We like doing like sarcastic comments about what's not happening or something <laughs> like, "Wow, he looks like he's having a lot of fun," or like, "What you know, what's like not happening in the picture?" Um, but I think if you photocopy them, it's fun because you can write on them and. That's kind of my, my go to lately.
1: I love that. I'm going to use that next week. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
2: Perfect. So, <laughs> I probably will too. So
0: what is, so are you reading the book and then they're retelling with the pictures or you're just sometimes the pictures and kind of creating your own stories or kind of both?
2: Yeah, usually the second. I have done really familiar books, but now that I'm with mostly older students, they don't need the the huge amount of repetition of picture books. So I mostly use them as kind of like a wordless picture book. Like, what do you think's going on? What story could you write for this type of a thing? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I'm going to try it and let you know how it goes too. Um, Perfect. So- I know that a lot of your um, SLP Thrive emails, for example, your email list that you have is about being vulnerable as an SLP. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you a vulnerability question, mm-hmm. which is what's one time where a lesson didn't go as planned? Um, and what did you learn from it?
2: Yeah, I have a lot of these. Um, <laughs> I really love tricky kids. Um, but I think what comes with that is a whole lot of fails and, um, One of my favorite, favorite, favorite stories that still makes me laugh so hard every time. And I think of it every day. Um, At my current school, I was about two months into the job and was working with a student that I was familiar with from my previous job. Um, He is a student with autism. He's in seventh grade or was at that time. Um, Significantly bigger and taller than me. Um, Nonverbal and obsessed with food. Um, And he can be really, really unsafe, um, had a lot of behaviors. Um, So during my session, he kept climbing on things and he was moving furniture around the room. And so based on OT recommendations, we decided to do some heavy work. So like lifting things or pushing things. So at my school, between the classrooms, we have these common areas that have flex seating and cushions and furniture and stuff. So we went to one of them and grabbed... A big squishy bench, and we're pushing it in a loop around the hallway. Just pushing. It's like heavy work. We saw the OT, and she was all excited. She's like, Yay! You know, this looks great. And he looked really calm. And all of a sudden, he took off, pushing this thing. I mean, he was pushing it the whole way. He's running down the hallway with this massive, squishy bench. And he shoves it up against our vending machine and jumps on top of the vending machine and perches up there like a bird, like, you know, like a squatting kind of Um, I call it the caveman squat. So he was like caveman squatting up on top of the vending machine. And I'm in a school with like 1,200 students. The bell rings. All the students are walking through the hallway and all these teachers, I'm mortified because I'm like, I've only been there two months. And it was awful. It was really, I mean, it was actually hilarious, but it was kind of awful. My face I'm sure was beet red. Um, And he's like feeding off all this attention from all the students walking by um, he's like giggling and looking around. And so we're all ignoring him and the bell, the passing period ends. Another one of my students who's in a wheelchair and uses an AAC device rolls up and just starts hysterically laughing at him, <laughs> um, pointing. And so I'm modeling on his device, like, look, funny up, you know, like all these things that I'm like, we're going to do, we're going to do it. Um, <laughs> cause I can't like pull him down right. off of this. So it's like, he just needs to come down. I don't know. Um, and I'm calling, I'm writing for backup this entire time. Um, but my student used his device independently. He was like using it to, to comment on my other student, which was a, a mini success in the middle of this. Um, so one of my paras came to help, took a picture of the student perched on top with my other student pointing <laughs> up, holding his AAC device and, um, I still literally have that picture printed and in a frame on my desk at work <laughs> because it was just one of those hysterical fails where I was like, I totally gave him way too much freedom and like, didn't see it coming. And he just like worked me mm-hmm. and took advantage. It was like, it was hilarious. The staff at my school still teases me about it. That um, but story. that was like one of my bigger, my bigger fails was that was our entire session. I was probably with him for 40 minutes trying to get him off the vending machine. <laughs> so
0: I can so relate to <laughs> That. I think every SLP hilarious relate to
2: that. <laughs> it was great oh my gosh do you think
0: you learned anything from that experience
2: well just to I mean with students like this in particular I try to be really chill and relaxed and kind of give them a little space and on in this instance I was like I shouldn't have like I really I think I got a little too comfortable <laughs> like I was like next time I need to like think ahead of him like I was like just following him around and I'm like this that was a terrible terrible decision so be a little bit more proactive in my you know like looking for threats is what I felt like I missed out on mm-hmm. like he's he loves food and the vending machines always been a problem and I probably should not have just let him run at it
0: yeah. <laughs> and you also you learn to kind of laugh at yourself and take it lightly over time True. because yeah, Kids are unexpected, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You can never know what's going to happen next.
2: Totally. And I, I told, I came home and told my husband about it. He thought it was hilarious. And um, this stu- particular student I've worked with for for many, many years. Um, and he's, we followed each other for all my jobs, um, and so. My husband and I were just laughing and then I, I thought as I'm telling him this story, I feel like if I were a new SLP when this had happened, I think I would have cried. Awesome. I really, really think I would have cried. And I burst out laughing. And I I mean, I felt embarrassed because it was a new position, but I like I didn't take it bad. I was I really thought it was funny and I still think it's funny. So I mean it was a good learning experience of how far I'd come as far as just being flexible and chaos happens.
0: Yeah. And you learned to be flexible and not take it personally and know that you can't expect what's going to happen next. The kids are unpredictable versus taking it personally. Like I'm a bad SLP or this means I'm not doing my job which is totally easy to yeah new. so we could go on forever and keep talking all day but that's <laughs> our time for this show if you want to learn more about shannon visit speechymusings.com or find her on
1: social media as Speechy Musings, and that's the show for today if you like this show learned something new or want to hear more episodes like this please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts Please also rate and review us in your podcast player so we can keep bringing these episodes to you and so more SLPs and SLPs-to-be can learn about the podcast. That's this show. We hope this has been a little slice of an SLP happy hour for you. We've enjoyed recording it.